0: Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, I just can't sit still. We talk to Dr. Rima Naim about sensory challenges. Plus, Fizz finds herself alone. Woo! This is a check-in.
1: So I decided that I was going to be a self, and I was going to um, do some yoga. So I went into my living room, and I put on a a yoga video, and I started doing it. And then um, in the middle of it, at one point, I was laying on the ground, and I laid in something wet, and my house is basically overrun with children and animals. So the chances are very high that that was probably some bodily fluids or something. But I just said, Well, I'm already wet, so I'm just going to finish my yoga. <laughs> so I did.
0: So I'm a self, but a, a haggard and broken self. Thanks for the show. You're doing a great job. And wet. Let's not forget a self who has a wet spot not made by themselves. That, I can tell you, I'm just at this place where I no longer want to shout, this is life now. I want us to just knead the dough, fold the dough of parenthood over and accept that like, yes, like, yes, like not that it should be like something we call out or we're like, oh, that's so sad or, <laughs> or, oh yeah, that's happened to me too. Like, I just want us to like enjoy, I think I used a, a kneading yeast dough metaphor just a second ago. So I'm going to say, I just want a big honking loaf of delicious acceptance bread, like acceptance and like, okayness, right? Because sometimes we can accept things but it's not okay. You're like, I've accepted this and it's horrible. I would like to just accept. Yeah, yep. I stepped in at least three wet spots today when I was walking around the house this morning. One, I was in socks and I stepped on a tomato that had been left on the floor from the night before that I had not cleaned up. This was my doing. And so I took my sock off. And then I stepped in a wet spot in. Raiden's room that was clearly a small like a like a quarter size of like cat I wouldn't say because it was just liquid right so it's but it, it came from the mouth and then I like was like gross that's that was but I'm just gonna keep going because you know whatever it's not gonna be wet three steps from now when I dry my foot off with walking and then I came back into my own bedroom where there was so much cat puke on the floor in its, like, purest cat puke form. And I'd like to say I didn't step in it. I didn't. I cleaned it up. But, you know, like, there's still the, like, the dance. And then I just stepped right back in it. So, yeah. Have I, like, showered? <laughs> Did I wash my feet? No. I put a clean pair of socks on and I went about my business. Like you do. I think you're wonderful. And I would like to focus more on the yoga. Very good job. I hope you really enjoyed yourself. And I hope that you will find more time for being a self. Speaking of finding more time to do something, I would like to spend a little more time handing out the thank yous. Guys, is it better yet? <laughs> Somebody said to me, oh, Stefan. Stephen was like, I think it's really nice you're still doing the thank yous. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. But like, there is actually still a pandemic going on around the whole world. Around the whole world. And yeah, yeah, a lot of us are vaccinated. A lot of our older kids are vaccinated. A lot of our younger kids have been dosed once or will be getting dosed soon. And then, of course, there are the places where people just pretended like the pandemic didn't happen, and they're just going about their normal business like it, it's it's not a thing. But it is. It is. And so I I, I I think thank yous are still really important, because whatever life looks like for you where you are, it looks really different. Possibly a town over, a state over, a country over. You know, it it... Yeah. La, la, la. So... Thank you, medical people. Healthcare workers have worked their fucking asses off, be it nurses, doctors, like those frontliners that we see every day, or the people who work behind the scenes, keeping things clean. You know, like, again, when my mom was in the hospital recently, I mean, there was like a guy who helped her get up and go to the bathroom. Jesus Christ, thank you. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I couldn't have done that. Thank you so much. And, you know, all the people who were in charge of entering the medical records, like, uh, thank you. I really appreciate you. Thank you to all of you who are passing out those boosters as well as sticking it to our children. I am so thankful for you. Be you a volunteer or be you part of the medical community, I really see you. No one likes getting poked. And little kids above the age of five, that's not like it's a magic number where they're going to stop screaming their heads off when a shot comes at them, okay? Like, <laughs> like all, the, all the prep talk in the world isn't going to make that fun. So thank you. Thank you to everybody who works in the postal and shipping universe. The holidays are coming, everybody's freaking the fuck out about, like, I don't know, shipments. And, like, nobody's going to get anything. So thank you. Those of you who are out there making whatever can happen, happen. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Teachers and other school faculty, I love you. Thank you so much. You're doing a great job. You deserve all the number one teacher mugs. Except I know that uh, you don't really want those because there's just a mug limit that all of us have. And mine is one. Mine is one mug. But you deserve them all. And thank you. I will just wrap up today on my thank yous, thanking everybody who works with food banks as well as homeless shelters. I know that here in L.A. they just got through doing the homeless census, or actually I think maybe it's about to come up. So I think about all the people who are volunteering out there to help Count, identify, and make sure that we have an accurate number of who is out there and who needs services and help. And the pandemic doesn't make that any easier or like less stressful. So, thank you to all of you who are doing that, and especially to those who are working in children's services. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm all alone. Why? Stefan is out of town. Do you guys remember back in the early days of when my mother Stephen would be gone all the time. He's always gone. He was always traveling always for long extended periods of time. Now, this is the first trip that they've had to take in I got to say almost 2 years. And they haven't even been in an office for reals in over a year. So it has been some very intensive family time. We, luckily, like each other a lot. So not only was it a little weird for him to go, which that's very sweet, but I'm like, go, run for your life. I'm also not the same person I was back when they used to travel. Because I, did you hear me? I said, go, run for your life. I hope you have a nice dinner and a drink at least one night, you know, because I don't have little babies in my house anymore. I have kids who are satisfied with television. And at least one of them will eat pizza. So it is a tiny bit easier than it used to be. And because Stefan's not here to work from home, uh, when I am home during the day, I am totally alone, like all alone. And I have been spending that time unwisely investing too much energy in the, the new software update for Animal Crossing. I have built a farm with all of my tomatoes. So there you go. In fact, the whole family, now that Stefan is gone on this trip, is investing too much time in Animal Crossing. And what's funny is that you wouldn't think there'd be a lot of movement surrounding video game play, but Ellis, oh darling Ellis, can bounce through any situation and needs to. Which ties in nicely to what we're going to be talking about today with Dr. Rima Naeem and her Adventures of the Senso Kids. book out in the series. This one entitled Adventures of the Senso Kids. I've got the wiggles. <laughs> uh, but is she in my house? Welcome <laughs> Dr. Naeem. Thank, Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Before mm-hmm. we get into the Sensa Kids as well as just sort of better understanding your work because mm-hmm. there's a lot of abbreviations. I am mm-hmm. not familiar with. Mm-hmm. I, w- mm-hmm. I want to start mm-hmm. by asking you, who lives in your house?
2: So who lives in my house? My husband, myself. I have a five-month-old. Oh, my God. Five-month-old <laughs> daughter, yes. She's she's. Um, yeah, she's a handful. <laughs> and then, wait, and then I have a 23-month-old. Actually, he's oh, turning my- two. Actually, he's turning God. two. There's a lot of craziness going on. And then I have, Oh, else do we have? We have our three dogs. Yeah,
0: we have three dogs. A, yeah, it's a pretty much a farm. You're currently <laughs> not in your actual place of residency. You are in, you live in LA, but you're in Houston right now. And I bet I that's relaxing. Very
2: relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, traveling and picking up with all the kids. Um, we didn't bring the dogs, the dogs okay. have a dog sitter, so that's Fair. that's that was a little less stress. But uh, picking up and moving to Houston for a while with the kids was definitely, especially at the ages that they're in right now, has been a pretty interesting experience.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure. I have yet to discover an age in which any form of travel is super awesome. You
2: know, I know. People say it gets much easier at five. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Maybe. I'll let you know when it's Will changes. it make you feel better? <laughs> Will it make you feel better if I tell you it does? Does oh my God.
3: No, I no hold it, on
0: to those. It gets different. That's what we like to say. It gets different. something. Yeah. Right or always something. But right now if what's really. important is that are you okay? How are you? because five months oh, okay. and two that like that's its, its own special yeah, special sort of recipe for I think that was around yeah. the time when I was like trying to make pasta and I was boiling it and I was pretty sure I was so sleep deprived that like I was like looking at eyes in like the boiling water looking. Like, oh I was my like God. I was like, this oh, is too no. much. Oh, I have too no. much.
2: Oh, Ta- no. time, time for sleep. I know. Yeah, no, it's been it's been challenging, but I I have help. Um, okay, good. Which I, I'm grateful for because good. if I didn't have any help, I definitely would not be here today. Yeah,
0: because you, <laughs> you look like <laughs> kind of put together. I mean, you got yeah, like you look nice. Feel, she looks I nice, everybody. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel
2: like I feel like I I anyone with kids at that age needs God. to have some sort of help of some kind, especially. My husband's, uh, he's working all day long. So it's really me and the kids. So definitely made sure that I had help and take time for some self-care and just kind of, you know, giving myself the the time for me and what I have to do. Good job.
0: Good job. That's hard
2: to do. Yeah, because there's a lot of mom guilt. But at the same time, it's like, no, I need to prioritize my needs at the same time. I'm trying. I'm trying. You are
0: doing such a good job. (laughs) Because that mom guilt, it'll strip that right away from you. So good job. And I really hope you you continue to do that. Like, I mean, I think it's kind of awesome to set that at the beginning. A lot of us set a very different tone at the beginning. And then that's a hard narrative to change, but if you've said yeah. this now, I mean, you're, yeah. this is
2: looking good. Yeah. I just had to be really realistic yeah. with myself and be like, okay, I want to be the mom that does every single thing. But the truth is that's just, for me, it's just yeah. not possible. And I just came to yeah. terms with it and accepted good. it and got the help that I needed. So I am
0: saying that I'm alive and I'm okay. Good <laughs> job. All right, somewhere in all of this, you are also a self, a not just a self, but a like doctor self. Yes. And there are several initials that follow Mm -hmm. after your name. And I am unfamiliar. Well, I think I know what they are. But it's really, this is not a show where I should be offering Mm -hmm. any official insight into anything. So I'm going to ask you, can you tell us about OTD and OTR slash L? -L. Yeah, what what these mean? So OTD is
2: Doctor of Occupational Therapy, okay. and the OTR slash L is that I'm a registered and licensed occupational therapist.
0: And what does an occupational therapist do?
2: That's great. That's a great question. There are different, um, I guess, parts of occupational therapy. There's, you know, occupational therapists who specialize in hands, Occupational therapists who specialize, yeah, in geriatrics, Mm. in pediatrics, in what I do, we work with children who have they are having challenges with uh, adaptive behaviors, challenges, you know, with it's it's a little bit of a fine line, but some social skills, and what I do is sensory integration primarily, so working with the senses and working with sensory integration, and children who have, I guess, a, a. I always feel like I'm tiptoeing around how to say it, but children yeah. who have sensitivities to different sensory stimuluses, right? Stimulus, like, yeah. Yeah. Pretty no. much. Yeah. So, working with them and making sure that they're able to kind of engage in their daily lives and their activities, either adapting their, their activities or just working with the central nervous system and getting them to be able to actually, you know, process those different sensory feedback and sensory input.
0: I have read your book, <laughs> The Adventures of <laughs> Senso Kids, in which you explain a lot of this, uh, yes. which is very helpful. But one of the things that I I wasn't ready for when I read it was when I think senses, I think like sight, sound, mm-hmm. you know, touch. But you talk specifically as well about like movement, muscle activity, and balance That I never thought of necessarily as a sense, but I guess it's actually like one big receptor, isn't it?
2: Tell me about that. So the senses are super complicated. Uh, I feel like every. (laughs) I feel like. Probably. I have have a hard time explaining um, the vestibular and the proprioceptive senses. So, to trying to make it a little easier for parents. And just people to understand, when I think of the vestibular system, I'm thinking of movement, I'm thinking of balance, I'm thinking of, you know, if you're on a roller coaster and you close your eyes, you know what movement you're going in, right? That's your vestibular system kind of giving you feedback. Then you're thinking about the proprioceptive and that's muscle activity. So you're doing jumping jacks, you know what your body is doing, you know where your muscles and your joints are, moving in space, right? With kids that we see, some of our kids on the playground, you know, we'll get phone calls from teachers like, oh, you know, this kid is clumsy. I have a kid who doesn't know how to use the playground equipment, is not able to engage with the playground equipment like, norm- like other typically developing kids are. And that's when we kind of can look at what's happening in the vestibular, what's happening in the proprioceptive systems, what's happening in the sensory systems you know, entirely what's going on with these kids who are having a hard time to engage.
0: How do you look? What does that mean? How do you like, yeah. To look into it? So it's basically, well, no, it's not looking
2: at it, like seeing actually, it's more so, it's more so like the teachers will say stuff like, oh, you know, this child is having a hard time going down the sli- down the slide okay. or is yeah. this kind this child is afraid of going near the slide or afraid yeah, of going okay. near the swings or this child doesn't want to step up off the floor onto a second platform towards the playground yeah so certain things like that and then we'd be able to see okay well if they're having a hard time or if they don't want to be off the ground for example they don't want to get on anything that's suspended then maybe there's you know a is modula- a vestibular modulation issue. Depends on what it is, depends on what the child yeah. is, is, is is fearful of or is avoiding. But a lot of the times you see in the playground setting, you see in certain, even in the home settings when it's like, I don't want to wear this top, this specific shirt. I don't want to put on these pants. I don't like the texture of any of this. I don't like my hair getting cut. I don't like to be in the yeah. bathtub. You'll, you'll see certain things at school and at home that can lead to being able to kind of want to delve into the sensory systems more and see if there's something underlying that that we need to look at
0: okay see that kids get in your house and one of like and as the people like taking care of the kids in our house i constantly have gone through different moments at different stages thinking is something off here? Is something more here? No, 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 no. Oh, that kid doesn't want to get on a mm-hmm. swing. I ain't going to make that kid get on a swing. That Who wants yeah. to be on a swing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's this weird space that I can find myself in and all of it's tied to, you know, some mm-hmm. form of guilt or some form of, like, self-judgment or, ju- you know, like, it's not like it ever comes out of a place of, like, rational thinking most of the time, right? right. And so... I'm listening to you talk about the things, and, and and because I I am the voice of all of us who do not understand, uh, yes. like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm happy to be that person and say it all out yeah. loud, so, like, I'm listening to you talk about, like, all the different, those issues, so... I think we all
2: are guilty of, of
0: Yeah, so like how that. do we, as parents, navigate yeah. it without putting our own, like, oh, my kid is going to go down a slide if it,
2: you know,
4: like...
0: No, I mean, I think, I think the rule of thumb is if it's not
2: affecting his daily life. We all have sensory quirks, I think. Yeah, I mean, yes. I definitely do. Yes. And it's, not affected, it's not affecting my daily life. It's not right. affecting my ability to participate in an everyday life. So when it doesn't affect you in that sense, then it's not something to be concerned about. It's more so the kids who won't engage in social play because they won't right. be able to even go near the equipment and 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 play with uh, their peers, or it's affecting them socially. It's yeah. affecting them, you know, during um, when parents are getting their kids ready for school. It's taking like three hours instead of, you know, ten minutes because the child just right. not able to tolerate all of that sensory input um, or feeding. You know, the yeah. child's not eating anything. These are the these are the areas where you, you should consider thinking about you know how is this affecting daily life but if it's not and it's just like oh it just doesn't feel like doing that and that's fine maybe he just (laughs) doesn't feel like
0: doing it's okay it doesn't have
2: to be you know
0: okay but let's well let's shift on to the wiggling and movement talk to me about the wiggles and the movement
2: well yeah so i mean so the the book yeah. series is four books. Going, we the first one was tactile. This one is the vestibular system, and then we still have the proprioceptive and the vestibular coming. Uh, the visual perception uh, coming out. <laughs> the vestibular, <laughs> the vestibular issue is this is this subject on the wiggles and the movement and um, and the balance and um, the reason. Kind of, I, I we thought about going in this direction is because you know we do get a lot of calls from teachers and conversations from parents who say you know our kid isn't sitting still in circle time isn't paying attention is kind of you know and sometimes teachers will think it's defiant behavior Mm. you know just wants to get up and run around and doesn't want to sit still and doesn't want to pay attention yeah when it's not really it doesn't have to be a behavior issue there is a fine line between sensory and behavior but it doesn't have to be a behavior issue. It could also be a sensory concern. I think it's just important to have the awareness for teachers and for parents to know that maybe there's something here with the vestibular system. Maybe they need certain things. Maybe we need a wiggle cushion. Maybe we need a little bouncy ball. Maybe we need something else to kind of help get him to that optimal you know, level of arousal where he can focus and pay attention in, in circle time or in class or whatever it may be. But as if it's not disturbing everyone, if it's yeah. like, you know, sometimes I don't know, I was one of those kids that would bite my pencil. And I would, you know, kind of sway back and yeah. forth in the chair, you know, it's not really bothering anybody. It's not really a big deal. But when it's the kids who are just unable to yeah. listen at all hear, focus, pay attention, then it's when there's a, there's something and usually that's the teachers that will bring that up like, okay, yeah, this child's not paying any attention. My whole thing is that, you know, it's important to know that there is, there can be a sensory underlying sensory tone to all of this. It's not necessarily a child being defiant or not listening or not cooperating or not paying attention. There could be something else that we should be aware of. I
0: A, I think that's so important when the world is being its best, <laughs> we <laughs> become aware of things in ways we had not previously been aware of them so for example not seeing sensory issues as being difficult children or disruptive children Mm -hmm. or they just can't they just doing that on purpose right like you know Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that i mean now you go to hot like you go to museums and they've got sensory rooms where you can go in and like every kid's got like a fidget toy and like you know somebody figured out those Mm -hmm. stupid bathroom hand dryers i mean ellis could not go in and thousands of us carry around you know post-it notes to stick over the automatic flushers right like like, you know like yeah we've started to adapt our thinking and our narrative how we talk about it i have to imagine though we're still at a place where that is still difficult right like depending Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. you know how one was brought up how you know what Mm -hmm. the expectations were in their house or their parents house or their 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 parents house and well then in that case it's got to be here but what I like about the book is that you're giving language to it, which mm-hmm. there is nothing more helpful than mm-hmm. language. Than language, right? yeah, Because absolutely. I think it gives kids and parents a sense of like normalcy and a sense of like ownership. Right. And I think that's the reason I created yeah. the
2: Sense of Kids was because when I initially got into the field and I was working, I noticed, A lot of our kids with sensory processing disorder and having sensory concerns, a lot of the parents had absolutely no idea what we were talking about. Sure. And any information they could find online or anywhere was just these long-winded, you know, pages of text. And I thought for kids and for parents, it's important to make the information somewhat fun and understandable without going into, you know neuro pathways and, you know, just to make it fun and simple. And the sense of kids allowed me to find a way to do that. So we have like YouTube videos and videos on our website and on our Instagram that kind of make all of this information a little easier to digest and a little easier to understand. And that's another reason why I started with the books was because In the beginning of each book, it's kind of talking, we kind of talk about, you know, the senses and and what they are and give you like a little briefing on what you're going to be hearing. And then we go into introducing the characters so you're familiar with them. And then there's a story about a boy with a sensory concern who the Senso kids are able to help using activities and games that we typically, kids usually do engage in. But for this kid, it's going to make more of a difference because he needs it more. He needs these certain activities more to be able to focus and pay attention and and, and be present in school. So it's just like, you know, Captain Planet, how there was earth, wind, fire, and water, you know, and then with our forces combined. And then this, I mean, you know, the same thing with Pixar's Inside Out, you know, jealousy,
0: sadness. This is just
2: a way of understanding your senses. Again...
0: I love having language for things, and mm-hmm. surprise, as an adult, you might see yourself as well, <laughs> and it might be yeah. really nice to hear the right language for things you've you you you've always thought were weird about yourself. Um, yeah. I want to end on this question, and that is, what happens in occupational therapy? And I know that depends on what the situation is, but... What happens and is occupational therapy a little like therapy therapy in which I think everybody should do it? <laughs> I mean, is there- <laughs> I agree with that. I agree. <laughs> occupational
2: therapy. So what it looks yeah. like, what, you would, what it would look like if you were coming in for OT would be you'd be going into at, at least in our, I'm going to speak specifically to my clinic, what will we do yeah. when you come into the clinic you're kind of introduced into this magical gym okay <laughs> which has our our gym has like drawings of mountains and butterflies all over the walls and it just is like a fun little escape place we have all the suspended equipment yeah. we have mats looks a little bit like a physical therapy like a, like a gym like a play gym yeah. like like once you would go and take your kids yeah, yeah, to yeah. with like ball pits and stuff like that. So it's it's got that kind of a feel. It doesn't feel like you're going into something for therapy. It feels like you're going in for play. Yeah. But what occupational therapists are trained to do is take the neuroscience behind the play and the activity and kind of combine the two and engage the child in activities that can help foster certain sensory and cognitive skills that they were lacking or were, you know, needed A push or help or, you know, guidance towards. So it doesn't seem or have a feel of any kind of therapy type atmosphere. It's more like a play atmosphere. It's just the therapists are trained to know what they need to do and what activities they need to do to help the child overcome certain concerns. Yeah.
0: Like I I think about like the one that I'm the most familiar with, it would be speech. Like therapy mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like developmental yeah. like where like oh mm-hmm. suddenly you somebody's like eh, maybe your kid should be saying more things by this point in time right yes. and then um, I'm like yeah. this, you are wrong my child is brilliant <laughs> and is just see like they're just sitting on it like their mother did but yeah. like <laughs> it's gonna come out in a rage <laughs> one day but but then after you know a certain period of time working with a speech therapist that person mm. knows how to help the child develop the yes. things that didn't exactly right, like it's not like, and am I supposed to feel horrible as a parent that I didn't do that? No, <laughs>
2: not at all. Are you sure? No, <laughs> yes, no, because because you're not trained to know the certain yes, ways. But I the am certain the things. mother, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we all like we, we all need some help in certain areas. So it's not, we don't, we can't as moms know everything and encompass everything, but I think I agree. I think even speech therapy, they have fun ways of getting a child to engage in communication and and communicate so they have fun engaging ways we have fun engaging ways to work with sensory systems and developmental like fine motor skills and balance coordination you know things that we we can we can create these these fun experiences that will help meet these child's goals
0: i gotta imagine that it also is really beneficial to the child to develop these things and work with somebody away from like the overwhelmingness of the playground or the classroom Right. Cause I, oh, right. Like, Cause it's like, yeah, everybody's yeah. running and, it's and also crazy or they're doing it and I'm not doing it. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah.
2: And then also it's great because the OT can always, or the speech therapist can always communicate with parents. Like these are some things that you can do at home yeah. that you may not have been doing that are actually super beneficial for what your child needs specifically. So even though they're engaging in this stuff at the, yeah. at the, at the clinic, you, you always have something to go home with and something to think about when you're at home and you'll, you'll have a different perspective on how to engage and play at home yeah. to foster the areas that your child needs I help with.
0: I love it. Dr. Naim, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, yeah. first of all, for joining us and letting me ask you questions that you know i feel like i should have known all the answers to already but like i I think there are so many different things that touch our lives and our kids lives but it doesn't mean we're all having Mm -hmm. the same thing touch at the same time and i you know this has been so helpful in helping me know more about what occupational therapy is Mm -hmm. and the senses which then allows me to go out and be more empathetic and, and the book Not only helps me put language to it, it, I'm just so happy that this is going to help like parents be able to talk to their kids like with the right language. I think
2: what's great is that, you know, this is for all kids. Like it's something, you know, I think children should all be aware of the terminologies, all be aware of the and understand all seven of the senses. And they can think about that when they're on the playground and when they're doing activities and when they're moving their bodies and then they're, you know, engaging in certain play activities, they all understand their bodies better by understanding the definitions. Yeah. No, it, of of their senses, and it,
0: it helps, especially new parents or even old, broken, haggard parents like me, understand <laughs> our kids' bodies better too. Yeah, which I which yes. I think is is so important. We're gonna link everybody up to where they can find out more about the series, the adventures of the mm-hmm. Senso Kids, and to the videos, mm, yeah. all of those yes. things. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, you are doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Now back to uh, back to the farm. I know, back, back to, to the, the farm. Oh, back to sleep. Back to
2: sleep. I know. <laughs>
0: One Bad Mother is supported in part by Kiwi Co. Holidays are coming. I was in the closet the other day and I pulled out the maker's crate on making a rope basket. I wanted to keep it for myself, but I did ask if Raiden wanted to participate. And we made a rope basket. And you know, it kind of doubled up because the basket turned out so nice. Raiden plans on giving it to a friend as a gift. This holiday season, give the gift a fun, hands on holiday experience with KiwiCo. You can get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BADMOTHER at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K I W I C O.com, promo code BADMOTHER. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Made In. If quality and craftsmanship is important to you, you should check out Made In. Made In is a cookware and kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, and wine glasses. Who doesn't need wine glasses over the holidays? Or quality, good cookware. Made In All of their cookware distributes heat evenly and can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. That is incredibly helpful during very large meal planning. I got one of their amazing kitchen knives, which it was time for me to get a new kitchen knife. And this guy is going to be with me for a very long time. It's so beautiful and sharp. Right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code BADMOTHER. This is the best discount available anywhere online for made in products. Go to madeincookware.com/badmother and use promo code badmother for 15% off your first order. That's madeincookware.com/badmother using promo code badmother. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay. I will. All right. So, some mornings, Ellis isn't excited about going to school. And it's usually because they have gotten into some sort of mood And then the day is ruined before they even get there. Or they're worried about jerks. You know, I don't want to run into any jerks. So-and-so is a real jerk, right? So the other day, they were very upset in the car. We're, like, pulling up for Ellis to get out. And I say, hold on, hold on. I've got something for you. And I reached into my pocket. And I pulled out, you know, magic. Nothing. Nothing is in my hand, actually. But I pull it out and I say, okay, this is a mood adjuster. Okay, I'm going to put it in your pocket. So it, whenever you feel like you need to change your mood to a good mood, you just reach in that pocket and use it. Okay, just give it, give yourself a little spritz of it. And then Ellis says, well, what if I run into a jerk who ruins my new mood? I say, oh, hold on. I think I have something in my purse. And then (laughs) I start going through the purse. I'm like, okay, I got this. Again, there's nothing in my hand, everybody. I'm like waving it around like, hey, like a stereotype of some kind. Anyway, so I've got this in my hand. And I say, Ellis, I'm going to put this in your other pocket. And if somebody's being a jerk, you just take it out and you pinch a little and like throw it. Just a little spritz, a little of this anti-jerk powder, and it's just going to turn them around, and they're going to go away. And Ellis was very satisfied with this and was like, okay, this is good. And then they start to get out of the door, and I go, whoa, 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 wait, wait, Ellis, oh, okay. I am not sure if I gave you, like, jerk powder, like, if if you throw that at the jerk, if that's going to stop them from being a jerk, or if I gave you the one that's going to turn them into a frog, I don't, I don't know which. And Ellis was like, well, maybe I should try it out. I don't know. I could try it out on a tree. Yeah, but trees aren't jerks. All right. Well, I'll let you know. And I said, thank you very much. Anyway, I've done this two additional times since then, and it has been working so well. And I feel like, like I still got a little, I mean, you know, Ellis is almost eight. You know, the old, like, this is the monster spray. Spray it in your room. Or, you know, this is, I'm going to put sweetness on your medicine. And it's going to be delicious. Like, whatever lies, like, mystical, magical lies that we told our kids when they were little. I'm very happy to know it's still holding up at this age. Hi, I
4: am calling with a genius. Just a minute. If you have a three-year-old... <laughs> who loves to get her nails painted and always wants to get them painted like mine. You, It's a pain in the butt, though, because she can't hold still. I don't care if they look good, but she can't hold still for them to not get everywhere, for the paint not to get everywhere. So use the cool setting on your blow dryer, and you can mm. blow dry her nails and or his nails, and it goes so much faster. And she thought it was funny and kind of silly and whatever. And before that, I also had another genius. (laughs) Only Google told me about it. But you, to get some (laughs) dirt out from underneath their nails, since they don't know how to (laughs) wash their hands and get that dirt out, use an old toothbrush and, like, put some soap on it. And she also thought that was kind of tickled her and was funny. So, anyway. I never use the cool setting on the blow dryer anyway, so that's the perfect use for it. Actually, I really haven't used the blow dryer in forever because who has time for that? <laughs> but anyway, thanks for the show. I love it. It makes me so happy. It gives me joy. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for this awesome community, and you're all doing a great job. Thanks. <laughs>
0: I think you got a pile up at your salon, madam. I hear a lot of noise behind you. Okay, first of all, you are doing a great job. You are a genius. I can safely say that the cool setting is so smart. I will also acknowledge as a parent with two children, one of whom would be fine with that. The other of whom would completely lose their mind. I'll let you guys decide which one likes the sound of the dryer, which one doesn't. I love this, but I got to tell you, I actually kind of love even more the toothbrush under the nails. I, this is so genius. Brushing your nails, brushing your teeth, brushing your nails, whatever that's a song. I love this idea so much, and I am going to do this on my children, or at least suggest that they do it to themselves. It's a great one to do with like slightly older kids, like in the bathtub, give them a toothbrush and be like, go to town, right? Like on different parts of their body that needs cleaning. I love this. You are doing an amazing job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, me. Well, all right. So in the past, The pumpkins we have bought to decorate the house for Halloween and all fall festivities usually last forever, unless we've jack-o'-lanterned them, in which case they mold and, like, (coughs) cave in within 24 hours. I don't know what's going on with the pumpkins this year, but I have had three pumpkins. Like, they look normal, but then you see the, like, juice, like the pumpkin juice. It's as if the pumpkin laughed really hard and, like, couldn't, like, maybe they'd had, you know, a baby. And then uh, a little pee came out. So we got rid of one of them. And I'm like, well, this is funny. This, there's still pumpkin pee on my porch. So we, we discovered that another one is leaking. So we clean that up and we throw that one away. And today I'm walking up this, how many pumpkins did I get? Well, We went to Trader Joe's, so it was a good deal. So I got quite a few. I even got like the weirdo looking, it's a weird pumpkin. This one's definitely not for carving It's big and weird and like comical looking. That one is rotting from the inside. So I'm a little disappointed. All the, even the little tiny pumpkin that went next to Ellis's bed, those things last for like a year, was completely rotten just two days ago, less than a month after buying. So there you go. Big pumpkin fail.
1: Hi, and Mothers. I am calling with what is most definitely a fail. I was on a family trip to visit my in-laws with my two sons and my lefty. And we were on a lake in Alabama. That would appreciate And my mother-in-law was teaching me how to do stand-up paddle boarding. So... I'm on the board, and she is helping me and trying to study me, and she was teaching me what to do so I wouldn't fall. And my mother-in-law and father-in-law are very conservative Christian people, don't cuss, and I started to lose my balance. And my husband and my two sons were watching, and my father-in-law, and, of course, my mother-in-law was right there trying to study me, and I screamed, SHIT! And then I realized I shouldn't cuss, but in my panic, and while I'm, like, trying not to fall... I just started screaming balls over and over and over again. And then after about ten times, I stopped and I studied myself and I very nicely, after screaming balls like this, BALLS, I very nicely stopped and said, Excuse my language, please. And then I paddled away um, and no one spoke of it again. Hmm. Thanks for listening. Thanks for doing what you do.
0: I thought you would like that. I I liked it. The whole time I kept thinking, I really hope that she reenacts it. I hope that she reenacts it. And then you did. Because I wanted to know the full degree to which you were yelling balls on a lake in Alabama, which I'm sure carried throughout a deeply conservative and Christian state. I'm pretty sure balls is okay. I I was Catholic in the South. I think balls might be all right. Either way, it's nothing you want to yell in front of your mother-in-law. And I like the idea of you paddling away, just far, far away, (laughs) just never, never to return. You're like, I apologize for my language. Paddle, 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 (laughs) just never come back. Well, you are doing a horrible job, I don't know, controlling your inner demons I don't know that can't be right I can't think of anything to say balls
1: you are the greatest mom I've ever known
4: Look, it's a rough world out there, especially lately. I get it. So let's take care of our minds as best we can. I'm John Moe, host of Depression Mode with John Moe. Every week, I talk with comedians, actors, writers, musicians, doctors, therapists, and everyday folks about the obstacles that our world and our brains throw in front of us. Depression, anxiety, traumatic stress, all those mental health challenges that are way more common and more treatable than you might think.
1: The first time I went to therapy, I was so ashamed, and I was like, can't believe I gotta go into therapy. Like, I thought I could be a man, and Humphrey Bogart was never in therapy. And then my dad said, yeah, but he smoked a carton of cigarettes a day.
4: Give your mind a break, give yourself a break, and join me for Depression Mode with John Moe. You're in the theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing, why doesn't she stand up to her? Oh good god, do I need to stand up to my own mother? We never know when we'll see ourselves in a movie, but that search for recognition is exactly what we're going to talk about on the podcast Feeling Seen with me, Jordan Cruciola. Each episode, we'll bring in a guest to talk about the films that they see themselves in and also the ways that movies have fallen short. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Scene Podcast here on Maximum Fun or wherever you find your podcasts.
0: All right, it is time to listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi there. This is a
3: rant. Oh, just so hard i bought these halloween costumes for my daughters and i was so excited they were just wonder woman and princess jasmine and i knew they would love them and um anyway today my daughters found the costumes in my closet and i got mad at them i yelled at them i said don't go looking in my closet leave it alone Don't come in here again. And then I left, and sure enough, they went back, put the costumes on, and they didn't listen. And so now I have to take the costumes away. And my husband and I talked about it. They are not getting the costumes for Halloween this year. And, you know, I was so excited about it. And I feel like we have to follow through with this, but it just sucks. And, They were really upset, and I hope this kind of gets through to them, that they don't lie, especially my older one. She's just been lying a lot, and my husband and I are just sick of it, so we're hoping that, you know, by having this consequence, it takes it away, but it just sucks, because I was really excited about it, and, you know, I know it's a small problem, but it's really hard, and, you know, I just gone back to work too and there's just a lot going on so yeah i don't know i know i'm doing a good job but sometimes it's hard to follow through with these consequences so that's it you're all doing a great job
0: i am too but doesn't make it any easier sometimes bye wow you are doing God, you're doing such a good job. And you're right. Ro- I'm glad you know it. I am glad that you know it. Okay? I I I think we can miss that. And I, in situations like this, it, it nobody's like, all oh, right, I get to like set a consequence for my children. Woo! This is so great. I mean, it's hard to even even in the situations in which it's really obvious and you know i can proudly say i have fucked this up so many times and so like you you give me this like strange sense of strength that the next time i won't fuck it up and i'll i'll stick with it and i I gotta tell you, that was the, oh, I'm so sorry, but I, I want you to know that that was the right consequence. You did it. It's like, you know, I can remember suddenly not being able to go to a sleepover that was really important to me. I can remember having dates canceled or other plans, you know, and not being able to go and it sucked. Like I hated it, but there were lessons learned as it were. And I know my parents didn't want, to do it either. But you know what, that's not even, I don't think that's even why you're calling. It's not about the act of the consequence and like doing it. Like you said, you know you had to do it, and you and your husband, you talked about it, you made the choice together, you stuck with it. This is a rant about how much it sucks. And I see you, and I hear you, and you are right. It sucks. This is part of that hard stuff we have to do and it's not fun and i hate it oh i hate it even more for you because it's so centralized in in something that you had done to like surprise your kids and make them happy right like this was something like this wasn't like they ruined their own thing they <laughs> they ruined something that you were really connected to in terms of a relationship with them and and i think that like it's such an extra gut punch and i am it's such a reminder of that space of bothness right like the one side knowing you have to do this you set a consequence and now you have to go through with it and at the same time wish you could just be like okay let's just say no tv hey, here's your costume, right like let's go try, try, try. right you know like it's uh, it's just really complicated and it's really hard and i'm really sorry that it is so hard, but you're not alone and you're amazing. And, you know, maybe next time lead with the fact that you just went back to work. That that That's kind of a big one. And you're incredible. You were doing such a good job. Guys, what did we learn today? You know what I think we learned? I think we learned that like, we've made this discovery with other places along the way in parenting, like helping our kids. But Learning the language and understanding the senses, right? Like giving language to why our body does certain things or why our body can feel so overwhelmed at times or why our body isn't doing the same thing that somebody else's body is doing, right? Like all of these different things, having a language to go to it and having a chance to show your child that they aren't alone as well as... Allowing yourself to realize you're not alone. Like, it's like, (laughs) now look, obviously, the biter is not, like, included in all the stuff we talked about today. I'm just saying, when your kid does something like that, it it can be very much like, this is my fault. And I am the only person. They are going to come get me. (laughs) Right? And then you start to discover other parents and other, you hear other stories. And you begin to learn, no, 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 no. I'm not alone. My kid's not alone. We aren't going to be ostracized forever because of a thing or whatever valid fear or anxiety you have surrounding anything that relates to your child. I got a list that goes all the way out the door. The one thing I think that does help and that we can't control is giving our kids positive language and positive understanding. And that goes for us too. Just giving ourselves, changing that narrative, giving voice to our own feelings and our own experiences, reminding ourselves that we're not alone and like no matter how stressful or big or scary or anxious an experience is and how it's making us feel, we can do it. We can do it. We all can do hard things. So let's go out and remind each other that we can do those hard things and that we're all doing a good job doing them and as well as maybe taking an ounce of like empathy and understanding out there as we see other parents and other kids doing things that our kids aren't doing and ah, turn that self-judgment noise down. You're all doing an amazing job and I will talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) I
1: got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got
3: to low down mama blues.
1: You know that right.